that metal interview. So Dark Horse is the album you have to look for. It's coming up very soon here. New album by Riley's LA Guns. Of course, the leader being drummer Steve Riley, longtime LA Guns drummer, formerly of Wasp. And I have the honor on this episode to speak to uh, this rock legend. Uh, Mr. Riley is a part of our show today. Steve Riley of Riley's LA Guns. And right now we're going to check out Rewind, one of their brand new songs. And here it is. Enjoy. We'll be right back.
80s hard rock fanatics, glam metal, glam rock fanatics, uh, hair metal, hair rock, whatever you want to call it. You're all welcome. And this episode is just for you and me because we have Steve Riley of Riley's LA Guns. Yes, uh, current drummer for the band and formerly of Wasp. For those of you that follow Mr. Riley's career, and he is nice enough to accompany us on this episode and speak of their newest music, their newest jams, and their album that's coming up very, very soon here, The Dark Horse, right? So, And that's on Golden Robots Records. Anyways, let's cut it short. And this is our conversation with Mr. Steve Riley. Enjoy. <laughs> True honor talking to you, Steve, uh, a true rock star for sure. I first heard of you through Wasp. Back in the day, I bought the live and the raw, and I became a fan, you know, so thanks for creating uh, badass music for us fans. Thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate that. So let's speak of uh, Rewind. Talk to us about the song, uh, riffs, uh, lyrics, uh, who did all these, uh, who's the creator of the song? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, we've got four songwriters in the band, true songwriters that have their own catalog that they're sitting on and songs that we write together and so you know somebody will bring the gist of the song in and then we'll finish it in the studio this particular song rewind kurt froelich the lead singer he brought this idea in he had already demoed it out and had been sitting on it for a while and um that's like a bunch of our materials like that and uh he brought this in and uh it, it was just uh fantastic the the demo sounded great and uh i was just adamant that we needed to put this on the album and i'm so glad that it did i can't wait for people to hear it and uh as far as the lyrics for rewind they're they're strictly written by kurt Fuller, the lead singer okay so it's basically his creation okay cool what yes it is and you know and like i said you know somebody will bring a gist of a song in and then we'll finish it and add parts and figure out a, a maybe about a different arrangement. But this is a Kurt Folick song, and uh, I just think it turned out fantastic. Nice. So uh, to accompany the new single, you guys are also you're also releasing a limited edition bundle series of vinyls. Uh, where can fans right. uh, order this stuff? Um, you know what, Golden Robot Records. Go there and order it on Golden Robot Records. And if you go to laguns.net, you can also see how you can order it there also. And um, there's a couple of different ways. And uh, if, if, if somebody really wanted to order this, they can go to Golden Robot Records and uh, they would be directed on how to order this very easily. Nice. So uh, the new album coming out, uh, The Dark Horse, Golden Robot. Uh, do you have a release date on this or nothing yet? Yeah, we do. We do, and I, I've got it right here. Let me uh, let me pull this out because I wanted to get this exactly right for you. Yep. We've got the single coming out this month, and the single will be coming out on uh, February 17th. And then um, we are, have another single coming out, a third single, The Dark Horse. It's the title track. That'll be coming out on April 14th. And then the full album will be released on May 19th. So, you know, these next three months, uh, three and a half months, we've got some action going, but uh, the full album will be released on May 19th, and you could pre-order it on, uh, on uh, like, a, a little bit before then. Okay, cool. There you go. For fans asking, May 19th is the, the day where we can check out The Dark Horse, the whole thing. 
So uh, how absolutely. Many, how many tracks on there? And uh, is it twelve tracks, ten tracks? Yes, we have ten fresh, brand new, original tracks on there, and uh, we had so many songs that we had finished, and uh, but we we narrowed it down to those were going to be the ten that we wanted to put on this album. So we have a wealth of material, and uh, we're we're definitely never stopped for material because we got four writers in the band, and uh, we we will all have so much material that we've either written before. And uh, we're leaning on some of that or some brand new stuff that we put together for the album. But we got 10 brand new tracks for this album. Awesome. So how about the name, The Dark Horse? Uh, who came up with that name and what's behind that? Well, you know what? i tell you what. It was uh, Kelly Nichols came up with that title for The Dark Horse. And we had gone through a few different titles that we were thinking about using. But um, he came up with that title. And... Um, you know, just like Renegades and uh, and the hidden meaning behind that, the way we're a kind of a Renegade type of band, and uh, the Dark Horse also has a couple of connotations about it, and uh, one of them could be is we are the Dark Horse. We feel like, you know, we're one of those bands that, uh, you know, people might wonder about and, and question a little bit, but, you know, we're that Dark Horse, and we feel like, you know, we're uh, one of those uh, dark horses that always um, can be a winner too, you know. And uh, yeah. we we so we certainly feel that way right now, especially after doing Renegades and getting the response from that. And we can't wait for people to hear this new uh, dark horse too, because it's turned out just stellar, James. And uh, everybody's taking a step up with the production the writing, the performances. It's just uh, we're very, very happy with the way it turned out. So you mentioned 10 tracks. Are there any ballads in there? They're all rockers? You, you know what? It, 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 I can't say there's like a true ballad in there. You know, we have some uh, slower songs that are in there. And we're, we're well known for from the 80s all the way up to now as being a band that has always had a, a real mixture of songs on their album never really two songs yeah. that sound the same and we, we we our songs go from one mood to another and uh that's certainly the case with the dark horse too we have some stuff that just bounces around and uh it's all really really good sounding but never really two songs that sound the same yeah you guys have an awesome style rock straight Thank rock you. badass so i yeah, thought yeah and that, we always felt really, really that was important to to always have a real wide variety of material that we're, we 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 have written and to make sure that we just touch on a, a bunch of different styles with whatever whatever we're recording. Yeah, I saw you guys uh, had to postpone the April Mohegan Sun uh, show. Uh, what happened there? Is it double booking, as he said, or, or what happened there? Is that you mean this past April that went by? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was them. They we ended up doing a show there, and uh, I I don't have it right in front of me, but the first show that they booked us there, it got moved for some reason, and they asked us would be would we be cool moving it into another slot? Okay, and we did. So we ended up playing the Mohegan, and uh, it went over really really good. It was a great show. And we're hoping that's a stop every year at that venue because it's just a great venue to play at. Nice. So let's talk about yourself here. Uh, at what age did you start playing drums or any instrument for that matter? 
oh, I'm just a life of James. I've been playing drums. Uh-huh. I'm sixty. I'm sixty-seven right now, and I've been playing drums yeah. since I was like five, six years old. Wow! So I've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing drums for almost over sixty years now, and uh, incredible. I'm a total. I'm a total lifer right now. You know, but it's you know, it's what I do. I might take a year or two off here and there, but I never really quit the profession or leave it. It, it it's just something that is in me and uh I, drums have been my love for for so long and uh it, it's something that i wanted to master i wanted to play with different types of bands and i think i kind of accomplished that too by playing with steppenwolf keel wasp la guns you know a bunch of different style bands and before that too i played with some midwest bands that were almost country rock and and you know i it was something that i really wanted to do i wanted to explore all different styles of drum too wow what a resume uh steppenwolf wasp elegance i mean that's just incredible <laughs> congrats yeah i was I'm very lucky and uh Uh, talent is one thing that you have to have but yeah. uh, timing and timing and luck in this in this business too is so important James too you have to have that little bit of luck and timing on your side and I was very fortunate to get into all of those bands Steppenwolf and Tequil and to Wasp and to LA Guns the timing was perfect and uh, I was right there at the right time too so which was your first band it wasn't Wasp was it Oh, no, no, no. I had been playing and recording since like 1975. So, you know, I, I, I started playing right out of high school in bands that were on labels. And I did a bunch of bands that were one-off bands that yeah. we did an album. And for some reason or another, we never did a second album. And I just moved on from one band to another. And I just made myself be ready for the next thing i didn't always know what it was going to be but i knew something was going to happen and i just made sure that i was always prepared for that and uh i had I've been recording like since 1975 i did an album with todd lundgren in 1975 he produced it and uh i've been fortunate to work with some really good producers too tom Worman, gene simmons uh andy johns wow. so you know i i've been very fortunate too Wow, nice. So how was it working with uh, Blackie Lawless? Can you share a couple of stories? Yeah, no, it was been a tremendous experience. I have nothing but good things to say about him. And uh, I wish that that original Wasp that I was in with Chris Holmes and Randy Piper yeah. and Blackie, I wish that it could have lasted longer. I thought it was a great band. I was very happy in that band. I thought that we really had something special with the sound and the four of us The, the chemistry was so so good live in in the studio and I just wish it could have gone on yeah. longer but but I did do four years with them and three albums so yeah, I can't complain it was a really good run and I think Blackie is a tremendous songwriter and performer and uh, uh, God bless him he's still doing it right now too and he's doing it at a yeah. high level and, and I, I, I just uh, have a lot of respect for that guy I think that was the best lineup right there. Uh, you know, Rod, uh, Chris, yourself. I think that's the oh, classic no, lineup. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt, James. Yeah, when Randy Piper and Chris Holmes and myself were with Blackie, that was the best lineup for Wasp in my eyes. And I just thought that uh, 
that band had so much going forward with the four different personalities and the four different musicianships and uh that was a real real blast playing in that band which was your favorite wasp song to play you know i i gotta tell you uh playing on wild child was was really really a lot of fun because that song came about when we were on tour for the first album and that first album's tour was so long it went about a year and a half and you know i just remember vividly blackie coming on the back of the bus and with an acoustic and asking me to check this out and played wild child for me and uh I, it was in the barest of forms and uh, when we recorded it and it did well i was just really proud about that song and i just think it's a really really great song are you still in touch with blackie or you guys don't talk no you know what it's it's almost a similar thing for a lot of musicians you know you become so busy and so embroiled in what you're doing that you 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 really don't see each other a lot i did see him when we did some dates la guns and wasp we did a bunch of shows together and this was only like this is about 10 years ago and that was the first time i had seen him in a long time because we were both so busy with each of the projects we were doing but um it was great seeing him man and you know i i wish i get to see a lot of the old guys uh, a lot more but like i said everybody's doing their own thing they're living all over the different parts of the country right now and it's kind of hard to hook up like we used to so what's your favorite la guns song to play live oh man i i you know what i got so many i've been with this band for so long yeah. and uh and we've done so many great recordings i i have some deep dark stuff that we we did that really didn't get as much exposure as the early stuff stuff off of waking the dead that we did with andy johns okay i just thought it was i thought it was tremendous and i thought that tales from the strip was great too but you know from the old material you know there's nothing like playing ballad of change something that oh, yeah. the, the, the fans go crazy over and they love it and it sounds fresh every night And so, you know, that's a, that's one of my favorite LA Gun songs. Nice. So what's on your playlist, Steve? What do you listen to? Are you just strictly listen to rock or do you listen to country, pop, or what's on your playlist? You know, I listen to a big, wide varieties of material from classical, jazz, country, rock, old uh, rock stuff. And uh, I, I just listen to so much different stuff. And, uh, and uh, it, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm really particular with the stuff from the 60s, the rock from the 60s. I really, really enjoy listening to that and to uh, explore their writing and uh, everything from The Doors to, uh, you know, Hendrix and all of that stuff. I just love it. And so, you know, I, I just really listen to a lot of classical and jazz, too. I've been a real jazz fan for a long time. So give us your best gig and your worst gig so far. Oh, wow. My best gig, my best gig might be when I played the live at the Lyceum with Wasp, and uh, that that was right when I joined Wasp, and that thing was documented with a video, and and it, it, I'm so glad that we captured it on video, and that could be probably possibly one of my best gigs and obviously when LA Guns played the Madison Square Garden with ACDC and it was sold out and we went over great wow. that, that that's a that's a high point too 
And then, you know, obviously, there's a bunch of low points, too, because you, a lot of times you have to do fill-in dates in the weekdays, and some of those dates turn out to be dudish and, uh, you know, but nothing really, really bad on the, on the, on the low end of the scale. Pretty much all the gigs I've done with these bands have been really, really a lot of fun and a lot of, uh, a lot of cool times. So what's next for, for the band, Steve? When can we expect you guys in Texas or, or another country or what's on your agenda? Okay. You know, everything starts with these two singles. Overdrive is already out. Rewind is coming out in a couple weeks, and then we're going to release one more single in April, The Dark Horse, and then the full album comes out in May. But before the album comes out, we're doing a show on May 5th in Detroit with Great White, and then we fly down to Columbia, Maryland, and we play two days later on May 7th at the M3 Festival, and that is pretty much the start of what we're going to do this year and uh we're waiting for more dates to come in and you know we're not doing uh small venues anymore in the weekdays it's just too grueling of a schedule and we did it for years and years try to fill up all these weekdays with small venues that have to drive 400 miles to each venue yeah so we're just doing all we're doing all casinos and fairs and sheds and stuff like that gigs that we could sound good at the PAs are good yeah. the equipment the equipment is good the stages are big and we're with some other people that are on the bill and th those are the type of gigs we play and if we get 20 to 40 shows we're happy campus man we're, yeah. we're not trying to go out there and play 250 shows but on May 5th we start in Detroit May 7th is M3 the album comes out two weeks after that and then we're off and running. How about for people listening uh, in different countries, uh, like Mexico, Australia, Europe, you know, any hopes of uh, seeing the band over there? We always have a hat in, in there telling the agency that we definitely want to do it. What we would like to do if we do go out of the country is go with another band or two. So we're, we have like sort of a little package and, and we can play better venues. If we go with like a, Skid Row or a Great White or a yeah. Warrant or a Slaughter. And we would like to do that and hook up with another band to go over to do Japan or go over to do England, maybe go down to Mexico or South America. But we've all, we always tell our agency, we're game. We want to definitely check it out. And, uh, so, you know, our hat is in the ring and we're, we're hoping that some more stuff comes through. You know, Golden Robot Records is out of Australia. Yeah. So, uh, so our labels out of Australia, they want us to come over there, and we're just waiting to see what comes about because we definitely would like to do that too. There you go for people asking. Uh, would you like to send a, a message to your fans listening to this podcast, Steve? Before we let you go, yeah, I want them to do it, to go to GoldenRobotRecords.com uh, and uh, LAGuns.net and uh, check out what we're doing live this year and to see. Uh, to stay on top of what's coming out with Rewind. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And Dark Horse coming out in May. I can't wait for everybody to check that album out and uh, just keep their eyes peeled for what we're going to be doing with Riley's LA Guns. Awesome, Steve. Thank you for making time and uh, we can't wait for the Dark Horse and uh, the new single this coming Friday. Appreciate that. Appreciate your time. Hey, James, thanks so much for the support, brother. You be safe and I hope to see you out there this year. Okay, brother? For sure. Thank you, Steve. Take it easy.
All right. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you are in tune to That Metal Interview Podcast with your friend James, host, and your friend, fellow thrasher, fellow rocker, fellow metalhead, whatever you want to call me. This is just for you, and thank you for tuning into our podcast on whichever streaming format that is of your preference. It could be iHeart. It could be Google Podcasts, Amazon. It could be Spotify. It could be YouTube, Deezer, uh, TuneIn Radio, and so on and so forth. So anyways, thank you guys and girls for your company. And I want to thank Mr. Steve Riley, legendary drummer in the hard rock scene. Uh, living, living legend for sure. So anyways, thank you, Mr. Riley. And go out there and support Riley's LA Guns. That's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley's LA Guns. Check out their newest jams. They got music out there on Spotify and different streaming formats. YouTube, of course. Anyways, for now, don't forget to keep it metal. Metal.